What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast, if you don't know the name, if you are new here. Uh, I'm your host, Matt, uh, alongside my co-host, Jake. Jake, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty swell. How about you, Matt? Oh, that's a good vocabulary word today. Uh, I guess swell uh, is the correct word. Uh, uh, our school has uh, finals coming up this week, so you already know. Uh, your boys are busy uh, getting those good grades. You already know. We are so um, occupied. You're lucky we're doing this. We're doing this for you guys. Yeah, you I, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, we are we are studying so hard. Definitely. You don't even know. Definitely. Uh, definitely yeah, no, studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely studying. Anyways, uh, we're basically gonna do the same thing we've been doing for the past couple of weeks, although with a little bit of a change. NFL news has actually striked, Jake. You want to know something? Yeah. I am. I oh, am. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So everyone knows. I, I am very happy. So everyone knows. I very have happy. been. Uh, I I have not used the internet in a week. I don't know what's what's been going on. <laughs> uh, basically. That was a lie, guys. I've, I've been active. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. No, exactly ba- basically, happened. I this is gonna change Jake's perspective on the Titans because. He's been talk. He's been talking down to them so much ever since they've lost all those guys. And I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm agreeing. Their defense isn't top ten. Definitely not. It's bottom ten. Um, the hell. Bottom ten. Yeah. Eh, here, like twenty one. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Um, but I think their offense just got a nice, good little kick. Uh, they traded for Julio Jones. Julio Jones finally got dealt. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, like my main man, Patrick Starr, um, that's what's going on. Uh, instead of nine wins, instead of nine wins, I think they could get up to that double-digit mark, maybe get 10-11. Uh, do they win the division? Possibly, but probably not, because uh, I think Carson Wentz is just too good uh, over there with Frank Reich. Uh, but other than that, I think I want your I want your thoughts. So if you don't know, Julio Jones was traded for a second round pick in this upcoming draft, the 2022 draft, and also a 2023 fourth round pick. Uh, to me, trade wise, absolute steal. Julio Jones is still a top five receiver in the NFL, and the Titans got him for pretty much nothing. Now I do understand Julio Jones is getting up there. I believe he's isn't he like 33 something like that. Fact, I'm fact checking. Um, yeah, so he's getting up there in age, and obviously, it's he's no longer prime Julio Jones. But they lost Corey Davis; they needed a wide receiver too. I, I think AJ Brown is going to become the wide receiver two, and Julio Jones will be the wide receiver one. However, uh, that will fluctuate throughout the throughout the year because Julio Jones it's, will most likely not stay healthy. He is 32 years old. 32. Okay, so, um, yeah, I think I would have much rather. Maybe uh, there's been Stephon Gilmore rumors. Kind of the same situation as Julio Jones, like Hall of Fame talent, um, uh, but a little bit past their prime, but still very effective. And he's been in trade rumors for quite a while now, so I, I would have liked maybe sending the second and fourth round pick for Stephon Gilmore, and I think that would have helped the pa- not the Patriots, the Titans, a lot more than Julio Jones. This just like solidifies the Titans' offense. Uh, having Julio, having Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry in the same offense, it's going to be pretty difficult to stop. I don't really care how good their quarterback and offensive line is when you have that good weapons. 
they're, they're going to succeed. Um, I think it's safe to say that their offense is going to be up there, top three, top five, depending on who you ask, um, maybe even the best. Um, but that defense, man, it, it scares me. Bottom 10, weak corners. Um, the top two corners are Janoris Jenkins and a rookie Caleb Farley, who is injury-prone and, and a project prospect. He's going to take a few years to get even remotely good. I mean, their pass rush, I mean, Bud Dupree is all right. Uh, if, you, if you actually, like, break down the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, game tape and how many sacks he got, a lot of them were uncontested sacks. A lot of them were just, like, no one even blocking, and he just gets sacks. Harold Landry's not that impressive either. Uh, I can't even name a single person from their linebacking unit, and they lost Javion uh, Clowney. I don't think their defense is very good at all. And it's very difficult to win football games like that. So, in my opinion, I think the Tennessee Titans are just a glorified Dallas Cowboys team with a few shinier weapons. I'll I'll try to make this connection. Um, Julio Jones kind of played on this type of team before in Atlanta. Out the defense, I, I'm I'm gonna make a reference to uh the old the old uh, twenty eight to three. But uh, the defense had some pieces on it that were notable. Um, but the offense was the key for that game. They were the top in that year. They were the top scoring team in the league. Um, so basically I, I, I guess with a little bit of a a defensive, the defense is not as good as the Falcons defense was, but obviously the Falcons defense wasn't really that good either, but they had a firepower offense. So I think it's kind of the same situation, not really, but it's close enough where He's in the same environment, just with a different team and a different quarterback, a different system. But I think he'll fit very well. Um, he turns thirty-three next February, so he's he'll he'll be effective. The only question I do have is if he can stay healthy. Last year he got uh, a lot of it. He, he got injured a little bit, so it did affect how many games he did play uh, for Atlanta. But I think it all depends on if he can stay healthy and what he can do when he's on the field. Other than that, I think they're pretty set offensively. Yeah, um, Matt, uh, do you think Titans make the playoffs? I think the six, uh, five, six, or seventh seed. I don't think they're winning their division. I, I don't see them winning their division at all. I have to redo the, the playoff predictor thing, because uh, I think a little bit has changed since the last time I did it. The last time I did the playoff predictor thing... Um, well, what was it? it? It was right as the schedule was announced, so quite a bit has changed since then. And I think that I should, was that was last month. <laughs> yeah, I, think I should update it a little bit, and I don't even think I have like the games. I, I think I have pictures of my standings and my uh, my bracket, but I have to redo that. I think the Titans are gonna they're gonna be around the nine ten win mark. Uh, but that defense, man, depend depending on some matchups, they're gonna win a lot of shootouts, but um. That's well, going to be the they're problem. Not, it's they're, gonna not be gonna, shootouts. they're not going to beat a team with a good defense because what's going to happen is that their offense, even as high-powered as it is, you know, they're only going to score around 21, 25 points, and chances are they're going to let up more than that. So, um, yeah. We're going to move on. Um, Julio Jones to the Titans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, I don't know exactly. I just talked with this about Matt before the podcast, like what it was, but... The the Packers had a mandatory practice, and Aaron Rodgers did not go. Now, if you don't know the definition of mandatory, you're forced to go. It is not an option. However, Aaron Rodgers decided to not do this anyway, 
and the holdout has uh, commenced where uh, neither side will really budge. Aaron Rodgers was fined a certain amount of money. I don't remember the amount of money that was fined, but he was fined a little bit of money. Uh, Matt, do you think Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay? It, it, it just sounds sounds worse than it actually is. He, he's talked about it. He's talked about it a lot. It's not the people; it's the culture. And I, I guess he's just sick of it. I, I, he never really gave a clear answer in that ESPN interview. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I don't think he wants to stay. He showed it. He, he went on Jeopardy. He went away during uh, their OTA uh, meetings, which aren't mandatory. Um, but he clearly doesn't want to be there and there's always been there's been rumors flying around where does he go where does he go where does he go i think if he does end up leaving i feel like the, the one of the top teams that could be in line for him might be uh, he might want to go to a win now team I'm, I'm really trying to think about where that would be if you have ideas um i i think the favorite right now is the denver broncos um, outside, outside of quarterback, that team is a win now team. Um, True. Their defense, especially their secondary in particular, is extremely good. Their offensive line is is a bit meh, but they do have good weapons and a good rookie running back in Javante Williams. I think that's a pretty attractive landing spot. Um, just thinking off the top of my head, I mean, a few other teams. Uh, I mean, they just got Wentz, but maybe the Colts. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to give Wentz a chance. But I mean, I mean, like I said, I said this in an earlier podcast. Uh, most teams have their quarterback set, whether it's their long term or short term option. Everyone kind of has a guy that they're confident in going into this season. Everyone has, you know, someone that's going to play quarterback. There's no real like. There's nothing really for like you know any wiggle room. You know, this this morning, just Sean Watson rumors spurred up again. I, I don't even know what's going on with him. I don't know the legal the legal troubles. My guess is that he doesn't play this year. But there was a report that Denver is trying to recruit him. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Denver's like the only team where you can really say, are they confident in Drew Locke? Because they got Teddy Bridgewater, but they're not going to start him. Uh Really, that that's the only team in the NFL that is suitable for a quarterback of such caliber because they can win now with the quarterback, and they don't really have a plan for another quarterback. And I mean, other than the Denver Broncos, who 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 honestly, who is Aaron Rodgers going to? It is because of this reason that I think that he, he's going to eventually play for Green Bay. It's going to take a while, and I think Green Bay might have to fire their general manager. But I think it's going to happen. I really do. Um, I think he's going to stay. And I just think the turmoil within the organization, it's not going to be a great year for Green Bay. Of course, their roster is super talented. But, you know, I have them around 10 wins instead of 13, even with the expanded regular season. So I think he comes back, and it's a little bit of a wonky year. I think you, you basically laid it down. I think the Broncos are... First of all, you can't win it. You're not gonna win anything with Drew Locke. As you, I mean, no, no offense to Drew Locke. He's a great guy. I bet. I bet he's a great guy. But the guy's got to work on a lot of things. 
From what I mean, I've heard, he's like really laid back, and he doesn't really care that much, which isn't really a quarterback trait you want. I mean, I think Daniel Jones could captain that team better than him, and Daniel Jones can't do a lot of things either. Um, but I think that is probably the top spot that any I mean, even Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers could go. Um, question is, is that actually going to happen? And at, at the moment, it doesn't doesn't seem like it. But obviously, rumors uh, rumors can spew uh, spew out a lot. But I think that is uh, uh, the top landing spot. I mean, but seriously, what what other team can they go to? Yeah, you can't even think you, of anything. You really can't. Everyone kind of found their guy for this season. And you got Rodgers and Watson, who are both want to get out of where they are, and they don't, don't really swap. <laughs> they don't. They don't really have a spot to go to. I, I don't think they're gonna swap. That that's kind of dumb. But it's kind of dumb. Um, there, there's really other than Denver. There's not a spot. And I don't even think either of them are going to go to Denver this year. I, I, I generally think that the Broncos have this false hope in Drew Locke. And I, I guess they found their backup plan in Teddy Bridgewater if that goes awry. So, I mean, there, there really isn't another team to go to. There really isn't. Especially not, yeah. not a team. At, because, uh, obviously, before one of these superstar players get traded, they're going to have to agree to the place they get traded to. You know, you can obviously say, like, the Lions, because they need a quarterback. Or um, you can obviously, like, the Eagles. They can be traded to the Eagles. But, like, really? They're, I mean, they're not going to... I mean, like, come on. Like, they want to win. So, um, yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to... I don't want to move on! We're going to move on to a uh, uh, less... I mean... What we talked about was already not so exciting, but this is even less exciting. So the Knicks, the New York Knicks, were defeated by the Atlanta Hawks in five games in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Matt, what do you think happened in game five that led to our loss? It was the same thing. We were in the game through the first half, and in the second half we just... It's like we collapsed, like we were a different team. It's like we were playing uh, like the New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh, uh, funny, funny, funny joke. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, 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 anyway, I gotta commend them. Had a great year. No one expected them to be top five in the East. Um, but I gotta also give credit to the Hawks. As much as we hate Trey Young, as much as he is balding, as much as we do not like Nate McMillan and that team, they played outstanding. They played insane. They were. It took me a minute to realize how good that team actually is, yeah. and they're they're good all around. Their bench is their bench is almost as good as ours. Arguably, I think our bench is better, but that's just being biased. But that that team is insane, and but Thibodeau won Coach of the Year for a reason. We made the playoffs for a reason. We were probably the, the the most surprising team, other than the Suns, uh, in the league. Um, yeah, we made the playoffs for a reason. We were able to get one win. I'm happy. But the the Hawks, my God, the Hawks. Yeah. Um, I mean this this Knicks team. I, I said this in a, in a TikTok. I think they're really gonna get put on the map this season. Um. Uh, 
you know, back in 2019, you, you remember what happened. Everyone, you know, photoshopped Katie, Kyrie, and Zion on the same team. And it was like this thing. But, like, realistically, no one was going to come to the Knicks because the Knicks, they haven't won anything. And James Dolan is still a terrible owner. That's never That hasn't changed. Um, so no one really wanted to go. So, but now there's a, a very nicely established culture. There's a great coach. Um, the Knicks are deep as well. They, we have some talent. Um, so now it's, it's, a, it's an actual destination for a superstar player. For example, I've been saying this for a little bit, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has a player option after this year. Uh, depending how far the Clippers go in the playoffs, um, he may or may not stay. And even if he does stay, his contract ends in one year. So, uh, and also Damian Lillard. There, there has been some discussions on Damian Lillard coming to the New York Knicks. The problem I have with that is, like I said in the last podcast, you can't win a championship with a point guard as your number one option. And another problem is we were going to have to give up assets, most likely Emmanuel quickly, most likely Obi Toppin. And then probably some picks. And I don't want to give that up for Damian Lillard, as good as he is, right? Uh, if we're not going to get a championship out of that, I really, I really don't want to, you know, at, give it up. At the same time, we really know we really don't have an all-around point guard. I mean, Derrick Rose was he, off the. He, he got an MVP vote. Um, he did. Yeah, for some reason, got an MVP vote. So I, I, I do I love out the, that. You know, there's a bunch of, like, sports writers, like, basketball writers. Like, same thing as, like, the MLB and the NFL. Like, the writers vote for it. And there's also one fan vote. And the fan vote was Derrick Rose. Everyone voted Derrick Rose. There you go. So. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, we really don't have an all-around point guard. I mean, Derrick Rose, he comes in off the bench 20, 25, 30 minutes a game. Uh, does his stuff. But he's not really known for his three-shooting. I mean, we... We, we really haven't had someone like that since, I don't even know, like Jeremy Lin, per se. Uh, we really haven't had as good of a point guard as as, as back then, and that was like a decade ago. Anyway, and, uh, I mean, I, think... I, I would like that idea. It's just a matter of what we'd have to give up, just like you said. Um, yeah, and then Kawhi. Uh, they they did move on, by the way. They lost, uh, they, they beat the Mavericks in seven games. But now they're playing the Jazz, so... It'll be interesting to see uh, where that series goes. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Emmanuel quickly has the potential to become that type of player to knock down a bunch of threes. But I, I will say his defense and size do concern me. So I don't think he'll ever become Damian Lillard. That's kind of unreasonable. But he, he showed some insane flashes this year. Um, Obi Toppin needs to be played a little bit more next season. Uh Please! Played, oh my gosh! Uh, Julius Randle had such an incredible season, and uh, Tom Thibodeau loves to just play his stars. Like uh, Julius Randle led the league in minutes per game. Um, he was on the floor all the time, and he he plays the same position as Randle. So naturally, it's going to be a little bit difficult for him to get on the floor. But whenever he has been on the floor, he's been just a positive in every aspect. Defensively, it's a yeah yeah. There's a little bit to work on, but he can knock down a three. Obviously, he he can get the garden jumping, and he can jump himself. He he's very good at dunking the basketball. So, um, I think that he he still has a ton of potential. I don't think he'll be anything more than like a than a uh, maybe like a empowering role player. But I think that's pretty good. And if you give him a lot of minutes, I think he'll 
do that role, especially if he can consistently knock down his jump shot. It's still pretty good, but, you know. Also, and uh, I'm pulling up the the thing. I think I sent it to you, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a, it's like a New York Knicks, like, free agent out, like, outlook and, like, how it's, how it's going to go. Um, let me find it. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, found it. Okay, so our free agents this year um, include Derek Rose, Alec Burks, Reggie Bullock, and Taj Gibson. Those are all unrestricted free agents, so they can go wherever they want, right? Restricted free agents, uh, Alfred Payton, Nerlens Noel, and Frank Nilokina. I don't want to bring back Alfred Payton, and I can speak for every Nick fan. No one wants to bring back Alfred Payton, so I, I highly doubt we give him another contract. But I, as much as his mom pleads on uh, Facebook or and Twitter, we have a uh, we have a team option with Mitchell Robinson, which we're most definitely going to accept. So, realistically, if we want to sign Kawhi Leonard, we're get, we have a ton of cap space, so we can realistically bring everyone back and still get him. But just to leave a little bit more space, maybe we can sign uh, Kawhi and maybe uh, another player that wouldn't require a max contract. For example, maybe Kyle Lowry. We can reconnect them in New York. Um, you know, maybe we will let go, obviously, Alfred. Uh, Frank Nilakina, I mean, he, he he's really good defensively, but other than that, is he really worth keeping around? And I think Taj Gibson, it's his time to leave as well. He's getting up there in age, and he honestly might retire. So, you know. We also have two first-round picks this year due to the Kristaps Porzingis trade, which is looking better and better every day, considering that Kristaps uh, Porzingis, he, he's the new playoff P. Uh absolutely horrid in the playoffs so it's looking better and better every day so all right uh we go to the other side uh yeah we're gonna move on for a little bit uh as much as the knicks we want to we can ramble on about the knicks uh, the entire podcast we're gonna go on the other side of the ball the atlanta hawks uh two games have been played in that series already uh one of them was won by atlanta game one was won by atlanta by four 128 124 uh, and game two, I believe, was won by the Sixers. I don't remember the score. I just know they won. That it was series like 15 is tied. Or Twenty points. It was a bunch of. It was. It was by a lot. Yeah, it was by a lot. Um, other than that, I mean, the fact that Hawks go into Philadelphia, take game one. They they basically had the same atmosphere as New York. They were all the fans were chanting. Trey was balding. They were doing all their basically doing all the same stuff that they were doing against the Knicks. Except this is a very good team, and even with Joel Embiid, they couldn't get the job done in Game One. But uh, the the game did come close at the end there, though. Uh, but other than that, I think this is going to be a very entertaining series. But uh, Jake, can the Hawks beat the Sixers? Definitely, and I had the Sixers going to the finals. Um, and that's looking a bit iffy for two reasons. One, the Nets look insane. We're going to talk about them a little bit later, but are they even going to get to the Nets? Are they going to, are they going to get past the Hawks? Uh, in my opinion, maybe. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, I mean, as the Knicks, the Knicks underperformed, but that Atlanta team was a lot better than an average five seed. Um, they're extremely deep. Uh, multiple players can create their own shot, not just Trey Young. Um, and Clint Capello really holds it down nice inside. Um, I think, uh, if they can just like they they just have to outshoot them at this point. Um, Trey Young, he's really good at you know splitting the defense, and once he gets into like the free throw range 
or he's like right around the free throw line and he can either take it for a floater himself or lob it up to Capella. Once he gets to that range, he's pretty much the best player in the NBA. So um, if the uh, if the Sixers can consistently take away that, in which they did in game two, instead of putting guys like uh, Danny Green on Trey Young to defend them, they put guys like Matisse Thybul and Ben Simmons on him, and he was absolutely locked up. So I think um, they could... But the six, but the way the Sixers played Game Two and the defensive adjustment they made, I'm assuming Doc Rivers did that, and and that's I think that's a big reason why the Sixers have been so good this year. Um, I think that the 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 Sixers should win in uh, six games, but if they if they're inconsistent with that, and if the Hawks can make their shots fall, I think the Hawks can very easily win this series. But if the Hawks win, it's probably going to go to seven games. I think it also depends on injuries. Can uh, Embiid stay healthy? That's a big. That's a big um, if. That is a big if because he's had he's had that injury that got him out of the first round, and they somehow still got uh, past the Wizards. Um, but I think it's yeah, it's all about injuries. Can they lock a Trey Young the same way? Uh, can they adjust to whatever Nate McMillan uh, has planned for Game Three, which I believe is either tomorrow or. Friday. It's definitely um, not today. It's not that, today. Only one I game know. today. Nuggets Suns later tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's all about how. I honestly, I think whoever wins tomorrow's game is probably gonna win the series. It's either it's either tomorrow's I, I, game I like or that. I like that take, Matt. I really do. Why? I like that. I like that. That was a good take. Yeah, I I, I think I think yeah. You, 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 I cut off. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's either tomorrow's game. Uh, hold on, uh, uh, I feel like I'm messing this up. Is it tomorrow? No, it's it's Friday. They play game three Friday. Uh, whoever wins Friday's game, um, or the next one, I I think it's gonna be that it's gonna be that enticing. Uh, these two teams are really, really, really close. Um, and yeah, I just think the Hawks. Yeah, you basically said it all, Jake. I think this team is very deep. Uh, their bench can even, they've got a bench that can create their own shots. I mean, Evan Herter, uh, as much as his haircut despises me, uh, Danilo Gallinari is pretty good. Um, other than that, I think this is a team that could take down the Sixers, uh, bearing any other uh, setbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so too. We're going to move on, though, to LaMickey and A. Disney's team. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, coming off an NBA championship, they go out in the first round in six games to the Phoenix Suns. Matt, what happened? It's all injuries. You've said this before. AD can't play without LeBron. LeBron can't play without AD. And that was the exact experience that we saw in, what was it, game six? Is that how many games? I don't remember. Yes, it was six games. Game uh, six especially. Yeah, in game six. That's exactly what we experienced. Uh, AD, uh, after the first couple minutes of the game, uh, hurts his private area um, and can't return for the rest of the game. And that costs the Lakers. Uh, LeBron uh, is very, I'm going to tell you, he's going to be very determined next season. So determined that he's willing to change his jersey number to the number he wore in Miami. Which, for those of you who don't know, is number six. I don't know why he's doing that. Cool. Look. 
uh, hopefully it helps next year. Uh, what happened? Yeah, I, I basically just answered it. Injuries. It's they, they they can't stay healthy, and even when they are healthy, I mean when they're healthy, they're dominant. They're probably the most dominant team in the league. When they're not healthy, it just they can't get a lot of things together. Um, it's like they it's like there's a, a big it, this is like a big puzzle. There's like only five pieces in it, and when one piece is taken out, puzzle's broken. Yeah. There you go. That that's my that's my analogy. I mean, l- listen, right? Uh, I said this in the last podcast. Everything I've ever said about the Lakers this year has been a hundred percent true. Um, not to pat myself on the back, but but literally, I haven't been wrong about the Lakers one time. Uh, going just like everyone going into the year, I thought they were going to repeat. They were too deep, and they got better from last year. And then AD got hurt. I'm like, eh, that, that's that's not good. And they're going to drop a few seeds. And they did. They dropped a few seeds. And then LeBron got hurt. And then they dropped many seeds because they had neither of them. They, they couldn't beat anyone. Uh, and then and then AD came back, and he was eh without LeBron. They won a few more games. Then LeBron came back. They played like two or three games before the play-in tournament, and then beat, they beat the Warriors, right? Everyone was like, okay, this is finally. They're healthy, and they're going to go into the series. And they're a, t- 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 a tough Suns team. But, uh, obviously, the Lakers were going to win, right? Because they won the championship, and they're really deep, and people thought they were better. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, everyone loves to bring up the fact, oh, LeBron's never lost in the first round. LeBron has never played Devin Booker and Chris Paul in the first round. He's never played a team this good in the first round because he's always been the one or two seed. Um, of course he's never going to lose in the first round because he's playing 500 basketball teams. This is a team that came out of absolute nowhere with an insane culture, uh, great defense, and a certified bucket getter in Devin Booker. And, and Monty Williams. And Monty Williams, right? He established that culture. And and they got absolutely washed in six games. Do I think that they would have won the series if LeBron and AD weren't injured? I, I think so. I think, I, I think I'd say that. Uh, but... They they weren't they weren't fully healthy. We, everyone knew that going into the series, but everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! They just won the championship. I can't bet against them. Can't can't bet against LeBron. He's the goat." And it turns out you can bet against him because uh, as good as LeBron is, and as good as he's shown he can be, he's thirty six years old and he cannot win without Anthony Davis. And the same thing can be said about him. Anthony Davis cannot win without LeBron. You saw that in New Orleans. He never got past the second round. Um. So, uh, yeah. how do they bounce back? They they get a better athletic trainer. They stay healthy. Uh, <laughs> definitely get rid of uh, Andre Drummond. He he has been absolutely awful. Montrez Harrell was a healthy scratch for most of the most of the series. He is definitely out of Los Angeles. He absolutely hates the Lakers right now. You even see on his Twitter, he's like complaining about the Lakers management, crazy stuff. So they're gonna have to get rid of a bunch of pieces, and they're really just gonna have to you know try to reestablish the culture they had back when they were in the bubble. And once they can, they're going to be a top three seed in the West. They're going to have an easier path for the first couple rounds, and I think they can. They're totally capable of winning another championship. Uh, but this year wasn't for them. They were injured the whole year. They had a, they had a like historically short off season, and for a guy like LeBron, that couldn't be the. That's far from the worst thing in the world. So that, here's that, my question. So so here's my question. Uh, now with that momentum. Uh, that the Suns have built. Are they favorites to get out the West, Jake? The Suns, favorites? I'd say so. Looking at the teams, um, we got Utah, who's unproven, but they won a bunch of games in the regular season. 
Uh, you got the Clippers, who definitely is probably the most talented team, but chemistry is an issue, and they just got took to seven games by Luka Doncic, and no one really else was helping him. Uh, and then you got the Denver Nuggets with MVP Nikola Jokic, may I add. But they're without their second option, and they just beat a Blazers team that, outside of Damian Lillard, didn't look like a basketball team, and it took them six games. So uh, the West is probably historically bad right now. Usually the past you know, the past five or six seasons, the Warriors have been dominant, but also here and there were the James Harden Rockets, the Kawhi Leonard Spurs, um, and then you had uh, the that Lillard team in 2019 when they made the conference finals. That team was really good. Uh, the Nuggets have been a good team for the past few years. Like, the West has been consistently good, but looking at it now, it's like there's not a clear favorite, and um, none of the teams I can really have enough confidence in uh, to make the finals, except for the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have Chris Paul, who is uh, an established leader, uh, along with Devin Booker, who's proved that he can get a bucket at any time he wants. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's a great center, and they got amazing role players like the Bridgers and Jay Crowder. So other than the Suns, there's no one else that I really trust enough that I can put my money on to make the finals, except for the Suns. And the Suns just beat the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Get it, they were hurt but they still beat them. They're already up 1-0 in the series against Denver. They play again tonight. I fully intend for them to win game two, and I think they're going to make the finals. Yeah, I mean, I know we just skipped around on our list, but I just thought it would fit better uh, if we didn't skip over yet. But, yeah, I am, I'm totally, totally on that board. I feel like the the chemistry on that team that, that Monty Williams has built um, is is insane. I mean, this team was bottom tier, just like the Knicks. Bottom tier, just like the Knicks. No one knew where they'd go. Devin Booker, everyone thought, Devin Booker, you're wasting your career, you're wasting your career. And then all of a sudden, they sign Chris Paul, and they get tra- they get Jay Crowder, they get all these uh, role players, and they're the number two seed in the West. Monty Williams, he was definitely, uh, if uh, Tom Thibodeau didn't win, didn't win Coach of the Year, it's definitely Monty Williams, for sure. I think Monty Williams... Definitely set this team up right. They're back on the map, just like the Knicks. I think they're they're definitely back uh, on the basketball map. And uh, yeah, like you said, there really is no clear favorite. I mean, you have the Clippers, like you said, talented, not really chemistry. Uh, the Jazz, who are totally unpredictable, even though they are that good, uh, you don't know what to expect from them. And then the Nuggets, who really just have Jokic. That's about it. But no, you, obviously, you know how good Jokic is. He won the MVP. But I think with all the guys that the Suns have, they're they're definitely bound to make the finals. It's like I predicted. Matt did predict that. I'm going to give that to you, Matt. I predicted the Clippers going into it. You predicted the Suns, and your prediction's looking a lot better than mine. So, I mean, you predicted Suns-Nets, and that's that that's looking like probably what it's going to be. And you were all yelling and jabbing and whatever. I mean, it was, I mean, I mean you really can't predict this year. This year was nuts. Dude, I'm literally without the I'm literally the guy, dominating everyone. The guy, it's difficult to predict. Dude, I'm the guy with the crystal ball. Like, come on. Okay. I know everything. I know everything. Uh, I'm really disappointed right. in the Bucks, and we're gonna talk about that. The Bucks are frauds, guys. Uh, first they knocked off the they knocked off the bubble guppies, but we should have realized that wasn't that impressive because of course we should have realized that they're bubble guppies, and that wasn't that impressive that they swept them, right? Uh. 
Game one of the series, Harden hurt. And almost immediately, five minutes in, uh, hurt, leaves the game. Doesn't look good at all. It, it's going to be a really tough injury for him to come back from, right? Uh, they play the game. It's close the whole game. You get into the late third quarter. Okay, this isn't looking good. And then they lose by, uh, at the end, I think it was, it was not many points. I think it was single digits. Uh, but they're like, okay, Harden's out. Uh the Nets, other than Harden, really aren't that deep. They have a few good bench players, but uh, they, they're really not as deep, especially not as before uh, post-Harden trade. And they get blown up by 40 in game two. And they're like, okay, this isn't good. 40 points. Um, uh, they, they, they just got beat by 40, Matt. By 40 points. In a 40 points! Game. Uh... And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to look at the box score right now. I'm going to tell you who sold. I'm going to tell you who sold right now. Let's hear it. Uh, I think everyone uh, sold. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how much you expect from P.J. Tucker, but he sold. He only had two points. Come on, P.J. Uh, Giannis had 20 for Giannis standards. Bro- that's, that's yikes. I mean, yeah, uh, Drew Holiday only had 13. Middleton had 13, um, too, I think. I mean, a lot of the guys that you would expect... Uh, I don't. Mean, I mean, I don't really know people on their bench. I mean, Bobby Portis. He comes on the bench. He's a three. He's a three threat. He, he knows how to shoot threes. He only made. He only had two points that game. Uh, no one even broke twenty points. Giannis had eighteen in thirty-one minutes. Shot eight for fifteen. Like, my gosh. Middleton shot seven for twenty. Seven for twenty. He took twenty shots. As a, as a team, they shot 44% from the field, but it just seemed like it was, like, 10. I mean, yeah. Uh, Giannis, once again, getting exposed in the playoffs. Uh, I think that, I mean, going forward, I mean, we're already talking about the Bucks season over. The, the, the Bucks season's over. This is They they couldn't get beat by 40 like this. Uh, the, Nets hit, the Nets hit 21 threes that game. I mean, oh, my God. That's, oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, listen... Kevin Durant, you got to tip your hat to him. He gets so much hate for what he did with Golden State, and then the Nets is a little bit of a weird move. But then he, he, drops he, tore, he tore his eight, he tore his Achilles. That's been that has been recovered from one time in the NBA. A, t- a torn Achilles in the NBA is is, is a death sentence. Uh, but he uh, he's become the second player. Uh, the other one being uh, Dominique Wilkins. Um, I mean, you, you saw it, what it did to Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins went from a top three center in the NBA to a below average role player after one Achilles tear. It really takes the toll, especially on taller players. And Kevin Durant's uh, pushing seven feet, and uh, he it doesn't look like he's missed a step. Um, he's he's injury prone. I will say that if Kevin Durant gets injured, they're not going to win the finals because I don't oh. trust Harden and Kyrie to just win the finals um that's not that's not gonna happen kevin durant needs to be healthy to win the finals but we what okay just say can we also talk can we also talk about how even though he scored seven points and he was the starter blake griffin dunked the heck out of Giannis. yeah since when is this prime blake griffin back have you guys seen those dunks he didn't dunk for like years in detroit he's like oh I'm old. I'm I'm literally disintegrating as we speak. And then he come he comes to Brooklyn and he takes 
uh, I don't even know, but he, he decided to start uh, becoming Prime Blake Griffin. He's dunking on everyone. Everyone is just getting posterized everywhere. Did you see that putback dunk, too? Kyrie Irving missed a three. Blake Griffin comes in yes. and slams it. It's like, what is going on? And on top of that, he's a sniper. Like... He he's hitting threes all around. Uh, like what the hell happened? I, I don't understand. Um, I mean, he he, he played twenty plus minutes, but he only scored seven points. So clearly, they, they they now after that game, they're gonna expect a little bit more from him. I mean, he I mean, it's it's Blake Griffin's world, and we're just living in it at this point. It's like, <laughs> Uh, I don't that, know, man. I mean, at, yeah, at, at this point, I mean, the I mean, if you at the end of the day, when you get Blake, you get dunked on by Blake Griffin, and you're like a two time MVP, like, come on, man. And here, here's on, another man. thing, right? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, he 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 needs to learn how to shoot. Um, he's not going to win a championship until he learns how to shoot thirty five percent from three, not even like forty. 35 is like league is like a little bit above league average. If you can shoot 35% from three, not only will be he the best player in the NBA, he'll, 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 he'll win the finals, right? The supporting cast in Milwaukee isn't bad. Uh, people like to say that a lot. He doesn't, he doesn't have much help, but Middleton's a good scorer. He can give you 20 points per game. And so is holiday. And then you also have guys like Pat Connaughton, who's pretty good. Dante DiVincenzo, even though he's out for the entire playoffs. And Brooke Lopez is a solid center who can also shoot threes. Clippers. Giannis needs to learn to shoot. If he can't shoot, he's not going to win a championship. It doesn't matter how much you give him. It doesn't matter if you fire Mike Budenholzer. He needs to learn to shoot, and he needs to do it. I mean, he, he's not going to win. He won't. He will not win if he doesn't learn how to shoot. It's holding also, his team back. Every year he gets exposed for it in the playoffs, and he doesn't do anything yep. about it. He's also an abysmal free throw shooter. He can't shoot free throws. He just needs to learn how to shoot. Also, if you let Mike James, uh, not, yeah, Mike James yeah, get Mike double James. figures on you, what are you doing? Well, Mike James is a bucket. He's crazy. He is a he. He is a bucket. Even if he plays like he's like a thirty-year-old rookie, his story is insane. Like he played like in the G he, League for like nine he, years. He, and he played the most minutes uh, out of any of the other guys on the bench. Um. Yeah, I mean, for for replacing James Hart, uh, kind of basically replacing James Harden, because I don't think you want to consider uh, Bruce Brown or uh, uh, honestly, a I'd rather have James James and James Harden. You got the wrong James here, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. like James. You know. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, we're Back to the West. We're gonna, we've been talking about the Nets too long. The Nets are going to make it out of the East. I, I, I've given up. I've doubted them the, the entire way. I'm telling you. The entire way I've doubted them. But I have a crystal ball. They're, they're coming out of the East. They're just too good. I have they're, a crystal they're too, ball. They're too skilled. Um, tell the future. Especially if Harding comes back. I tell the future. Matt can tell the future. Anyway. Jazz Clippers. Uh... I mean, the Jazz took game one by three points, and I feel like they were outplayed. I feel like the Clippers, they, they got Pulled more up open. The stats. I, I think they got more open looks, but Paul George had an abysmal game. Absolutely awful. And he shot like four for 17, but he, he still had like 20 points or something like that. But a bunch of those were free throws. Um, he had an abysmal game. If Paul George can shoot <laughs> average, 
they would have they would have blown them out. Uh, what? Were you, are you looking at the stats? It, it doesn't look good. I checked it this morning. I think. I was gonna say because you literally got that spot on. He went four for seventeen and, sh- and scored twenty. Yeah, I I remember. I have great. Memory. He's a he's a nerd. Yeah, I am. Anyway, um, Paul George had an abysmal game. Uh, if Paul George played average, if he shot like forty percent instead of like you know below zero, uh, they would have won by they would have won by a good amount. Um, I I feel like for the for a Jazz team coming off a lot more rest than a Clippers team who just played a game seven against a pretty decent Dallas team. Uh, I mean, the Jazz looked kind of bad. Um, I think the Clippers are going to take game two. And then going into L.A., I mean, the Clippers lost uh, three or four games in the in the Dallas series in L.A., so you never really know with them. Uh, and also, they, I think they have the lowest like capacity rate out of any stadium. Uh, like they like the restrictions in Los Angeles are still really tough right now. So home court for the Clippers is a bit iffy. But even that being said, if they tie the series up going back into L.A., um, I mean, who's going to say that they're not going to go up 3-1? Especially if the Jazz team continue to play like they did last night. Like, I think that's the worst the Jazz can play with without losing. And, and it took, uh, it took Mitchell, 45 for Mitchell as well. Like the Jazz, and, and Mitchell still draws 45. Like, Mitchell played well. The rest of the Jazz, not so much. Um, here's, here's, my, here's what I noticed. Uh, Reggie Jackson, who really stepped up in the first round, uh, played the least amount of minutes out of all the starters. The he shot. He only put up six. He only put up five. He only put up six shots. Scored nine. He scored nine points. Get him more minutes. Get him more minutes, please. I'm gonna hop on that train. He totally helped them. If when when Kawhi and Paul George are not themselves, Reggie Jackson is there to save the day. Not baseball, Reggie Jackson, because he's 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 absolutely amazing. But. Reggie Jackson, I'm not going to say he's, the, he's not the best player in the NBA, but he definitely stepped up. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, so I think I think the Clippers are going to win this series. I predict them to go to the finals. I think they're at least going to make it to the conference championship, which is, uh, fun fact, never been done by the Los Angeles Clippers in franchise history. The The Clippers as an, as an organization is literally the definition of complete poverty. Uh, people think they're cursed. <laughs> um, their owner for the longest time was a super racist, like, like recordings nice. of him, like not saying not so great things, um, him saying publicly not so great things. Like he wasn't a good dude. I forget his name, but y- you probably know he's like famous for being like really not a good dude. Um, I think I've heard of yeah. Um, and like ever since he left, you had like the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, who always underperformed. Um, and then, and then you had like this stretch where they were. Like decent, but like not good enough to make a deep playoff run. And now you Danilo got Gallinari. Yeah, and then you got uh, and then you got uh, what you call uh, obviously this team now, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and this looks like the best shot, especially with the Lakers gone. This is the this is the make it or break it year for the Clippers to win a championship. Uh, they're not going to get a better chance than this. So I think I mean the Jazz are a week one seed, and they get to face them in the second round instead of the conference championship. And the Lakers are gone. This is their best shot. Um, so if they want to, if they want to make the most out of this opportunity, they need to make it now. They need to win game two. If they fall down 2-0, I think it's going to be difficult for them to come back. But we said that last series, and they came back from 2-0. So 
You never really Utah, Utah's favored by three tomorrow night? I believe that, yeah. At least that's what this, I can't, right. I can't do betting. I'm not really good at that stuff. Anyway, and yeah, that's, that's what this says. Before we wrap up the podcast, we're going to talk about baseball. The last time, and this is the reason why I'm doing this. The last, the last time we talked about the New York Yankees, at like literally immediately after they started like a winning streak. So we're gonna do it again. They're in a slump. Uh, we beat the Twins yesterday, but really? we got swept by the Tigers and Red Sox. Um, that sucks. And we're in fourth place in the division. The Rays are about to hit forty wins. I, I didn't even know the Rays were that good. Still, um, the Rays just keep finding ways to just be competitive. They have an amazing front office, probably the best in the entire MLB. Um, I mean, why do the Yankees suck? They, they're awful. They, they are playing like a bottom 10 baseball team. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why. They can't hit, which is really weird for New York Yankees team. Usually it's the pitching that's, that's a little off. No, I, they can't hit the baseball. We scored eight runs last night, but that was the most we've scored in a, in a devastatingly long amount of time. Um, uh, Aaron Judge, he's the only one who, who can really consistently get the bat on the baseball on this team. Uh, D, even DJ LeMahieu, he's not hitting above 300, which is at this point what you expect from DJ LeMahieu. Um, Matt, what, what do you think? I don't. I really don't. I mean... Like like we've said, this is a this is a team that is I mean not even hitting, but is a home run. This is a home run driven team, and when they're not hitting home runs, they're not winning games. And there's been a there's been a, a handful of games where the only guy that's hitting a home run and he's low key doing it well is Miguel Andujar. I gotta he give props to him. He's no. the only guy that's really hitting we're home cutting, runs. But we're cutting Andujar, I can't. I can't with Andujar. Can't play left field. Then feel it. Boone. Oh, yeah. Get him out. Put Stan in left. Stan, stop okay, sitting on the here. bench. Stop the aching. I know you've been hurt. Get okay. in left field. And Duhor okay, cannot okay, play left okay. field. He can't. Okay. It's so painful to watch. Uh, I want to play we're left not, field. Okay. We're not talking about the feeling, even if it's bad. And Duhar no, cannot play left we field. We know Andujar's bad. We know Andujar's bad. Play LeMahieu in left been... field. I think, we I do think have, he plays third we base do have better a bunch than he more out, We do have a lot of more outfielders. The, reason like, why the, the main reason why we're playing Urshela at third base over Andujar is because his fielding is so much better. Because Andujar had, like, what, like 30 errors? He was like Chase Headley when we had him. Remember Chase Headley? Oh, boy. He, he, he was like... Wait, the, do I remember Chase Headley? He had, no, Chase Headley, if you guys don't know, he was a third baseman for the San Diego Padres for the longest time. And then he went to the Yankees. He's very good. He was known for this, like, he was known to be, like, a great fielder. He comes to the Yankees, has, like, 30 errors, and we, we just get rid of him. Like, and then, then we bring in Andujar. He gets 30 errors. Then he gets hurt. He's out for, like, two whole seasons. Now he's back out of nowhere, and he's playing left field, and he's just as bad in left field as he was in third base. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, though. Even if his feeling is bad, he's definitely his his bat has definitely lit up a little yeah, bit. He even when we're down in his rookie year, um, he was crazy. I think he should have won. Uh, did, he was did pretty Gla good. Did Glaber Torres win rookie of the year that year? I don't think so. I remember. No, it, I like remember twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Someone else won, but two Yankees were nominated. It was Glaber and Andujar, and I thought Andujar deserved it more than Torres, but Torres got more votes. Like anyway. he was playing that well, I thought he was better than yeah. Glaber Torres, especially I, from we, from the bat. 
Like, we're, we're, he can't feel. We're sidetracking. We got it. No, no, no. We got to get him out of left field. This is why the Yankees suck. As we literally lost the game because of this. Um, I think it was the first game, or maybe the second game. No, it was the second game of the Red Sox series. Then we had the easiest fly ball ever. It was near the wall, and he was like scared of the wall. He just let it bounce off the wall. Two run, two runs scored that inning, and we lost like by one run. One, but then the next game he gets a and he throws a guy out at second. Okay, he can't be dropping balls and losing his games. Yeah, but he didn't drop the ball that time, bro. I'm just telling you. Anyway, that should be expected. If we put someone hey. in left field, he should be able to play left field. I would much rather have Gardner out there than a Duhart right now. Because even though Gardner's hitting like below like 100, at least he can play the position. You know? Uh-huh. So. Anyway. Fielding sucks. Pitching I was, sucks. I was, go- hitting I was sucks, going there. Fourth in the division. I can't anymore. I was it's going there. I, w- I haven't even finished. I haven't even finished. Keep going. I got, I got, cu- I got cut Keep off. Keep going. You're, you're very mean. I know. Oh my god. Anyway, I was getting there. Or home run. I, I've said this already, but Jake's been talking for ten minutes. I I bet y'all forgot. We're a home run driven team, and he even if his feeling sucks, even if it does, which it really does, it really sucks. He's been probably the the quiet one that's actually hitting home runs when we're down ten runs. Um, we need to do that when we're not down ten runs, and when we're down one run or up in the first place. Um, and I mean, we did that last night. Sanchez did it. Um, someone else hit a home run. I think it was, I think it was Andrew Hart who hit a home run. Uh, and we actually won a baseball game. By the way, in that, uh, Sunday night baseball game, Jake, I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, I don't like that umpire. I put oh, him on man, the, the list of people rough. I don't like in sports. That call uh, was that was, a, that was a terrible call. Oh my was, God. <laughs> abysmal. That was the most abysmal call. I've ever seen. It was complete blasphemy. I think you could have called I mean, that better. There, there, there was a call that the Mets got where the pitch was right down the middle, and he called, and some guy called the ball. But this is like no, the game was on the line. It was a three-two count. It was yeah, a tie game. A runners on situation. the corners, two outs. Game yeah. on the line. He calls a, a he calls a pitch literally a foot outside, like a literal like twelve inches outside, and he calls it a strike. Strike. Like. Dude, come on, man. He he must have wanted to go oh, home. Like he must have been really Some... tired out there. It was probably uh, hot uh, that uh, day, uh, and he just wanted to go home, man. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll tell you. Some of it is us, and some of it is the our umpires. I'm telling you, these ups gotta fix themselves. Like either either get uh go get eye surgery or replace yourself with a robot. I bet a robot could do better than you, bro. Telling you, that's what they, they've been trying to test this. They've been testing the robot thing, uh, I think, in some uh, random leagues. I don't even know, but uh, pretty soon that's going to be the case because these guys are not going to be able to do this any longer. I'm telling you, Angel Angel Hernandez is probably like 90. I'm telling you. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean the Yankees, we, we 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 suck. I think, but like you said, we're we are we are the good luck. When we talk about them, we are the good luck. I think that win last night definitely gave us a little bit of momentum. Tonight, Garrett Cole pitches. Josh Donaldson's uh, a poopy stinky fa- face. Jo- John, yeah, and Josh Donaldson's a poopy stinky face. Tomorrow we face a uh, Jay Happ. That'll be fun. That's gonna be fun. Uh, that'll be very fun. Remember that time he had a no hitter through seven innings? I actually don't. I don't remember <laughs> that. For the Twins, 
No, no, this year he had oh, a yeah, no hitter for oh, yeah, seven. This year, I thought he meant with the Yankees. Oh, not the Yankees. Heck, no, he didn't no. do. He didn't do that. But he All did right. have one. Jay Hab is very inconsistent. Everyone's He's pitching well. You know the whole foreign substances uh, controversy, as yeah. well as they dead in the balls. I think batting average, it's still really low. Like lowest it's at, like ever been ever in the history of baseball. No one can hit. So maybe it's not the Yankees' fault. Maybe it's because, you know, pitchers are just pitching really well right now. But yet again, yeah. our pitchers can't pitch, so we can't win baseball games like this. It's not good. Oh. Um, uh, if, yeah. the, if the Yankees don't work out, I'm going to root for the Marlins, because go Marlins. Oh, De- bro, Derek Jeter, come on, man. I mean, imagine if Derek Jeter came out of retirement and played for the Marlins. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Do you, like, he, do you think he can still wow. play? At what, like, I, oh, he's like, he, he's like, wow, I own this team, let me play for them. I mean, he retired at like 40 in 2014, so he must be like 47 by now. Yeah, I think he is. You're, I think you got that right. So, yeah, Derek Jeter, 47, it's like Jordan, but like way older. You know, Michael Jordan coming back for the Wizards. So. 46, he's turning 47 in June, later this month. Cool, good for him. Alright, it's time to wrap up today's podcast. Longer than longer than the last couple podcasts. The last couple podcasts have been short, though. Not much to talk about, but today there was a ton to talk about. Lots of NFL, lots of NBA. The Yankees suck. Taking Duhar out of left field. So, thank you so much for coming to the Sports with Jake and Matt podcast. Uh, go listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, um, any other uh, streaming platform. Uh and go follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, even though we don't post on it. And yeah, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Matt, anything to say to the people before we leave? Like the great Michael K once said, See ya!